Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. up everybody welcome to another episode of chillin in the state house i am andrew ball state government reporter for the topeka capital journal and we are here with your weekly kansas government politics policy whatever we're feeling like that's the podcast we do where we break it all down for you keeping it simple easy to understand with a little bit of fun a little bit of laughter mixed in and this podcast this week is a week a first. It's the first podcast we've ever done when the Kansas legislature is not actually in session. And sadly, it is the first podcast in a post-Titus world. You all probably, if you're a regular listener, know I have my buddy, my good friend, Titus Wu, our other state government reporter, but he has left. He's going to Ohio and he has left me all alone. So we have to get creative this week, folks. And we have a real interesting episode coming for you. I sat down, or the telephonic equivalent of sat down, with Senate President Ty Masterson. We've talked about him on air a lot, so we thought it was fitting that hear a bit from the Senate President about uh, how he felt the session went. Now, Senator Masterson, one of the most powerful people in this building, but it was also his first session in this leadership role, and he replaced uh, the retiring Senator Susan Weigel as uh, kind of the leader of the Senate Republican Caucus and the chair of the Kansas Senate. So interesting first session for him. We walked through policy, what they all accomplished. He talked a lot about tax reform, which we've discussed on air that uh, the Senate and the House both were able to override the governor's veto on. We talked about a proposal to ban transgender athletes and girls and women's sports, which got a lot of attention both in Kansas and nationally. We take a look ahead to next session with uh, the potential for medical marijuana on the table in the Senate and also the always spicy redistricting process. And then we had to ask, you know, it was a turbulent session in the Senate, if only because of the turmoil surrounding former Senate Majority Leader Gene Solentrop, who was arrested for driving under the influence, driving the wrong way on Interstate 70, and uh, was charged with felony eluding law enforcement, uh, misdemeanor DUI, and he is currently... The legal proceedings are currently ongoing, but uh, we pushed the Senate president kind of reflect on that and, and that af- the effects that has had on the caucus and on his relationship with Senator Solentrop. So without further ado, why don't you kick back, relax, and enjoy our conversation with Senate President Ty Masterson. For a session. I, I bet. Um well, you know, 
maybe a good place to start then is, you know, it was your first year in leadership uh, as Senate president. You know, what what challenges were there? I know there were many. You know, how do you right. feel that you handled what was a roller coaster of a session uh, in, in, in terms of policy, in terms of the caucus dynamics, you know, in terms of all of that? Oh, I, you know, I'd like to say that I, I handled it uh, with, with calmness, giving a, trying to have a steady hand on the wheel as we went through it all. I, you know, it's tough when you're in that position because you've got the largest target on your back inside and outside of the dome. So, you know, balancing the different, you know, opinions and different factions uh, in my own caucus and even across, you know, uh, the aisle was probably, you know, the biggest learning curve was trying to find, you know, the middle ground. And, but I felt like we did that effectively. I thought we had several truly bipartisan uh, victories, particularly early on uh, with like the truth and taxation bill. And then again with the, the the tax bill that we reduced standard deduction or raised standard deduction, I felt like we really had some bipartisan wins. You know, obviously you, uh, the, everybody's a backseat driver. Myself, I was too when I had different leadership. So, you know, you always would have done something a little different yourself. So, um, hopefully, I met that um, met everybody's or exceeded everybody's expectation. Hopefully. Well, you know, at the beginning, we might as well get the elephant in the room out of the way. You probably did not foresee the the turmoil, shall we say, with Senator Sullentrop. Clearly. Well, I was, you know, were there times when you felt like you got a lot more than you bargained for? Certainly. I mean, just look, I mean, just looking at this between between the, the issue uh, with Senator Sullentrop and COVID and all those things. I mean, it was certainly, it was way more than I bargained for. Um, but you know, and some of the timing was, was rough, right? When, when that instance happened, we were right coming to the closing weeks of regular session where tensions are generally high anyway. And then a new layer, kind of a, an unnecessary layer got added. I mean, those are, uh, I am hopeful that this situation comes out in the end to be, good for Gene in a, you know, life-changing situation of evaluating where you are and uh, gets, you know, he gets on, he's on a good path. And, uh, I, I am very pleased with uh, the leadership, uh, the replacement leadership. Um, and so I don't feel uh, that in the end, I mean, yes, it was rough, lots of emotion, uh, but in the end, I think it, it all worked out. And what were those days and weeks because it did drag out into weeks, like after the incident, the kind of reverberations that continued after. I imagine there were a lot of difficult conversations with staff, with Sure, I think members. they were, unfortunately, unnecessarily tense, right? Everybody had a different opinion, one about what happened or what didn't happen. Um, you, know, you know, in those situations, lots of rumor mill and nobody knew for sure, but everybody responds in different ways to what they think they know. And it was kind of managing through some of that that just created a lot of unnecessary tension. I mean, clearly you worked closely with Senator Solentrop, you know, for the, the first in the past and particularly in the first part of session. I mean, can you speak a bit? How is that relationship now? 
I mean, it's fine I, I, in the sense that, you know, it, he, I still consider the, the man a friend. He's still, by the way, a very capable and effective, you know, legislator even. I mean, he, it didn't change. He made a, a bad mistake, but that didn't mean he isn't very knowledgeable in the in some of the industries he's in and some of the life experiences he's had. And so, um, it, and, you know, I have that same relationship with, like, Vic Miller, for instance, right? I mean, I still, I mean, he went through something similar, and he's still an effective person and it can and you, we need to not i'm not i do not believe in the cancel culture that i think redemption is necessary and even uh, wise and i i would like i i would like others you know to forgive and restore with me anytime i make a mistake and and i feel like I, that's what i try to accomplish with other members of the body and so i, I certainly hold that to be true with my relationship with gene there's been a lot of speculation. I know in the past you've obviously said you think the matter of whether he should resign is for, for him, for voters in his district. But is that something you expect Correct. to have to deal with this summer and fall? Um, that issue of resigna- you know, resignation? That's really, that's really beyond me. I, have, I, I really don't know. I think some of that could uh, be determine on thing where things go from here but I, I that's really up to gene and his voters and, and i really almost i hate to even make comment or give you an expectation because i don't really have an expectation and i would what i would expect is to work with gene if he's if he decides to remain and stay there and expect to work with whoever replaces him if he chooses not to you know getting to the in, the policy end which uh you know i Lots to talk about there as well. You know, there was obviously a shift to the right within the caucus. You know, do you think that this session was the first time in a while in which you really can say with a straight face, you pursued and accomplished true conservative policies, a truly conservative agenda, just because, you know, the bulk of the caucus really seems like they have moved there, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. And I mean, from my perspective, having traveled around, I think the caucus for one of the first times accurately reflects the broader population of Kansas. So I was pleased to see that. So, I mean, to follow along with that, I think, yes, this was a, we were able to accomplish a lot from a conservative agenda standpoint. And that's with you know, a Democrat governor. And there were some things she, you know, she even signed. So, um, I, you know, between, you know, the tax pieces, opening up, you know, the chemo and opening up Kansas and, you know, some of our liberty pieces with vaccine passports and Second Amendment, and, you know, you name it, elections, education, economics. We, we really, we ran the gamut. I, we accomplished a whole lot more than I ever even anticipated on day one. And that's with uh, split government. You know, one area that you all put a lot of energy into, which did not get across the finish line, was the transgender athlete component. Um, you know, I th- a lot of people, I think, uh, perhaps not on, on where you're at politically, but a lot of people, you know, view this as the the culture war moment du jour, and that by the time session rolls around next year in 2022, there will be a new thing. I guess I want to start out by asking you to respond to that. I think there's going to be, 
there may be a new thing because the culture is constantly shifting, but that doesn't change the this particular fact. And uh, I think that was a very distorted issue by some just for political purposes. It was actually very simple, should have been non-controversial. And uh, so we'll, I think, and, and matter of fact, I think it would have slid through with very little, very little news if there wasn't a veto and attempts to override and all this, because it's the bulk of our population understand that issue. And they understand that what gets conflated in the argument of who's being oppressed and who's the oppressor is is upside down in the anti-argument. Well, then more broadly, I'm curious, you know, how do you balance you know, the social, you know, you, you guys, you also, you got value them both done this session, uh, you know, yeah. balance balancing the the social, sometimes the culture wars, quote unquote. Although I kind of hate using that term, yeah. with uh, with more pocketbook issues. You know, how do you balance that in terms of setting the agenda? Because as you mentioned, you know, you still do have a range of voices within your caucus, and they got to go run for re-election on something. I think this year was well balanced. I mean, we took on the two big culture issues, right? Value them both and the fairness for women and protecting our women. Those were the two big issues and we took them both on. And that was just a fraction of what we accomplished. We accomplished the pocketbook issues with taxes, right? The standard deduction was raised. We decoupled for itemization. We had the truth of taxation on property tax. Those were all pocketbook issues. Not to mention, we got that big banker's bill done and occupational licensure and did the, the loans for the disaster on the, the freeze disaster. I mean, that's not even, I know I'm missing a few things even. We were, I thought we did a bulk of pocketbook and other issues, you know, you know, liberty issues. And that was a small, they were big and they were loud like culture issues are, but that was just a, a portion of what we accomplished. I'm curious, how, how is it working with those more moderate members within your caucus? When I say our body better reflects Kansans, that means there's going to be a, you know, a Dinah Sykes, because that reflects her area, and there's going to be a Ty Masterson and a, and a Mark Steffen, right? You're going, to have, you're going to have the diversity, but I think, so I meant that in the broader context, that by percentage, Kansas is still a pretty conservative state, and I'll be the first to concede, we have very liberal pockets, and there are people that represent those pockets. And so um, I think actually for the first time, we truly have what I would call moderates and conservatives, right? Instead of what was typically known as rhino, right? The Republican in name only. And they're, they're not in the body any, in, as Republicans anymore. So I think we truly do have an accurate reflection of our population. Looking ahead to next session, obviously it's an election year. Uh, two issues I want to ask you about real quickly. Are you all interested? Are you all going to take up medical marijuana? Because that seems like something that's going to be on on deck from day one when you guys I think, get back. I mean, that's an issue that has become mature. I will give you that. So, I mean, we weren't going to take it up in the last two days of, you know, veto session with, without any significant hearings or actions. But, I mean, the answer is yet the subject matter will be dealt with next year. And then what is your MO as we head into redistricting? You know, where are you at? Uh, obviously, we're still waiting on the Census Bureau for 
to really get the ball rolling. But, you know, what is your outlook? Oh, so the outlook is, I mean, I am frustrated we don't have the information, so it shortens our time frame to deal with it. But my goal would be to uh, get our redistricting committee appointed here in the next, you know, 30 days. I'd like to have as close as I can to, you know, equal representation from the four congressional districts on that committee. And then we'll start uh, trying to hear to the best of our ability from the, the population. And uh, my expectation, actually, I have an expectation that we can get to a map that gets bipartisan votes would be my hope. So no worries that we're going to wind up with court-drawn maps again? Oh, that's always a worry because welcome to modern day, right? I mean, they're going to sue us no matter what the map comes out like. That's just, that's their method of operation as, you know, they being the, whoever is, has the vested interest in it, I'm sure. Uh, no, I do anticipate uh, at least attempts of trying to get us into court. I don't think they'll be valid, but it doesn't mean that we won't happen. Talking with Senator Wilborn, and you know he's been here a while in one form or another, and he said they thought this was the most collegial session he's ever been a part of. I'm curious how you would uh, how you would peg that. By the way, yeah, he was uh, he himself has been in the past identified as a mod or in the middle, and I, but I would also classify him as mod meaning middle, not mod meaning you know rhino, and. And for him to feel that way in a conservative caucus, I think that's a win for our leadership. He's been a valuable member of our leadership team. You know, he's uh, so I would agree completely with him that we we had very few votes with major splits in our party. Lightning uh, got in the policy weeds at times, but for the most part, I think that was an interesting discussion of where we have been. And where we're headed in uh, the state legislature. So if you want a fuller recap of kind of some of the themes that I touched on in my interview with Senator Masterson, we have a longer story up at cjonline.com. And that's where, of course, you can find all of our written work, uh, not just myself, but covering everything you could want in Topeka, local government, business, education, what to do and go have fun. Uh, God forbid we have fun every now and then. Well, now that legislative session's over, uh, I'll, I'll be having a lot more fun. But uh, you know that's all there at cjonline.com. You can find us on Twitter at cjonline or go like us on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to find me on Twitter, if my monologue ramblings were not enough for you, I am at Andrew Ball, B-A-H-L. And this podcast can be found anywhere fine podcasts are sold or given away for free, as the case may be. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. And you can find us every week on cjonline.com, where we will post the episodes. Uh, easy to access. You know, Hopefully, you're reading us already. So we're right there uh, every Monday morning, although I took a little bit of liberties with this one because of the Memorial Day holiday. But fear not, folks, as we find a, a future podcast co-host, we will be back every week giving you what you need to know about Kansas government and politics. My jokes are not as funny as Titus, but hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week. Same time, same place. Have a good one, y'all.
Thank you.